At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Glad to have you this morning. It is Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, I'm wearing a blazer. Just want to point that out for those watching. Yeah, I got a little frisky this morning. I was like, oh, I got a thing after it's the show. It's a good show. look, Gil. Yeah, go primetime action, Gil. Wear a blazer. How about that? Uh, no tennis picks this morning. I don't like anything in the quarters, either on the men's or ladies' side, after another split yesterday. Uh, we do have some baseball with uh, Josh Towers, Jason Weigarten on today, Vinny Maliulo talking about the, uh, the annual South Point College football prop later on. The bucket of teams, A, B, and C. You excited about that, Jeff? I thought you were going to talk about the bingo tournament. Then the bingo tournament. Yeah, we got to we got to handicap that for sure here at the South Point. And Paul Carr will join us uh, not only to give his Premier League picks, but also uh, I want to ask him about what it was like back in the day at ESPN when this Manti Teo thing went down. Was there embarrassment back then for not having vetted this properly? We'll get into that. We have to start where we left off yesterday. If you recall, the last was it the last ninety seconds of the show yesterday. Uh, remember, Jeff came in with breaking news earlier. He said, breaking news, there will be news. And sure that, enough, that he was, was right. correct. <laughs> there was news. 90 seconds left in the show. And we found out that the, the settlement had come down between the National Football League and Deshaun Watson. 11 games. The ultimate ruling on this, the ultimate settlement on this. Not a ruling, this is a settlement. 11 games and $5 million of fine. Okay. And I was searching for the word, how all of this left me feeling in the end. And I think the word is empty. Because just think about the, think about the roller coaster of all of this. Let's go back to the, let's not go all the way back. Let's go to the real sports, the Brian Gumble real sports uh, episode where the two young ladies who eventually had their cases uh, settled, but they gave their firsthand testimony about their interaction with Deshaun Watson, uh, tearful, heartbreaking uh, interactions and it, or, or testimonies to it. And I came on the show the next day and I was like, how can anybody who watches this not think that this is eight games minimum, right? That was the thing. It's got eight games minimum, if not a full year. Like it was just horrible to watch. And then um, I came back from vacation and I said, but here's the thing. When you have a collective bargaining agreement and you have the former federal judge Sue Robinson ruling on such a thing, you are agreeing to an independent party adjudicating this as a first step in the collective bargaining agreement. So for people, and I, by the way, I agree with everything Robert Griffin is saying, the great RG3 on, on 
television talking about this, except for the Sue Robinson part. Like, you have to understand that she is doing things by the letter of the quote-unquote law of the CBA. So she came down with six games because of the way she... She doesn't care about the real sports special. We went and we talked about this that Monday when I came back. That's a... Like, people have to compartmentalize that. And so when she came down with the six games, I was like, hey, if I'm the NFL... This is despite how I feel personally about the whole thing, having seen the real sports special, just your feelings on the whole matter, so many women coming forward, that, I've, that I was like, you know what? Be- because they agreed to this, and because she said six games, the NFL is actually better off just rolling with it. Just don't keep compounding your issues. Just take the six games, move on, people will forget about it. If, you, if you're going with the hammer of the full season, then you're going to get a lawsuit and it's going to be this protracted thing. You don't want that. All right. So that was how I felt about that. But then it turns out they were looking for a settlement this whole time and they end up on 11 games. And I even remember saying at the time, because what's the difference between like six games or oh, 10 games, I said maybe, or something like that. So in the end, there is no hammer. They come to the settlement of 11 games And you're just kind of left with this feeling like everybody sucks. The whole thing is, the whole thing, by the way, have you, have you thought about why it's 11 games, by the way, Jeff, has this occurred to anybody? Has people talked about this? It is 11 games because he needed to play six games to accrue a year of service. So if, it's a, if it was 12, he wouldn't be able to do that, right? There'd only be five games left. With 11 games, he gets to play six, talking about Deshaun Watson, and so he accrues his year of service, and he just moves on with his contract. So in the end, he wins on that. I think the NFL loses in the, on the fact that they've just compounded everything again by this weak sort of ending to it. Because if you were going to do 11, just you should have taken the six and moved on. That was my opinion. I could be wrong about that, but that's how I viewed it. Um, so that's the deal. Deshaun Watson gets full. He, he needs to have full play status in six games in 2022 to accrue a season. And that's why the suspension is 11 games. If it were longer, Cleveland would only have to pay $1 million in base salary for Watson in 2023. So that's out the window. And lots of opinions on this. Bill Barnwell from ESPN. Few things in recent NFL memory seem more cynical than Deshaun Watson vaguely apologizing on Friday only to go back to his stance of denying all responsibility after the league finalized his suspension. Um, Austin Gale from The Ringer. It really is just paralyzing to see repeated confirmation. Second chance line from Haslam. Team approved therapist requirement that the NFL Browns slash Browns believe Deshaun Watson is a serial predator and still not care enough to rid him of the league because he's just a good football player. And he goes on to say, Watson's reluctance to admit guilt or appear remorseful is just as disgusting, but far from surprising. Not surprising. All of the decisions made were in interest of every side making the most money possible as they always are. Anyway, from a betting standpoint, this is all with, with incremental movement at most, like on juice, we knew he was going to miss Deshaun the first six games of the season, and we knew that Cleveland's first four games are pretty darn easy, as easy as the schedule maker could have made them. But Wednesday, the season win total was 9.5. Now it is 8.5, so there is that. The AFC North, that's gone from plus 320 to plus 380. I mean, that's not, that's not much. 
AFC from 16 to 1 to 20 to 1. Super Bowl remains the same at 30 to 1. So really the season win total dropping one is the is the news, I guess. Even that not really big news cuz most of this was built in. But that's the end. In the end empty. Is that a proper word would you say, Jeff? That's a, I mean that's how I feel in the end. I feel like I feel like everybody's left with this, "Oh, really? We waited on that?" Anyway, speaking of the NFL schedule, we wanted to take a moment also to sort of We've talked about this during the summer, but I feel like with the, with the season approaching, we should talk about quirks, tough stretches, and then who has the best net rest advantage? First of all, with quirks, quirks in the schedule, what are some of the ones we talked about? I just want to review those real briefly. But quirks in the schedule, talking league-wide now, Bears spending December at home. I don't know if we talked about that because the Bears are so bad. It didn't really come up on our radar. We did, of course, talk about the Chiefs' horrible opening schedule. The toughest one through nine weeks, it's really eight games, ever. According to Elias Sports Bureau, the only team in NFL history, the first team in NFL history to open a season with eight straight games against teams that finished above 500. Brutal. At Cardinals, home Chargers, at Colts, at Bucks, Raiders, Bills, 49ers, by Titans. Good Lord. Jets and Ravens with that odd start to their schedule where they play four games against the Jets against the uh, AFC North, the Ravens against the AFC East. Very odd. Commanders have that weird thing where they play the Giants back-to-back with a bye in between. Commanders always have some weird thing happening to them. So there's those kind of quirks, right, that that uh, that exist on this schedule. By the way, uh, the only teams to have... Three consecutive road games this year. Packers, Dolphins, Eagles, Chiefs. Toughest stretches in the league this year. Kansas City Chiefs, we just talked about at the beginning. Raiders. At Chargers, home Cardinals, at Titans, home Broncos, at Bucks. Their first five games. Eh, Not as bad. Sorry, Titans, Broncos, and Titans and Broncos fans. Dolphins. Weeks uh, 13 through 16. At Niners, at Chargers, at Bills, home Packers. They also start difficult, too. So those are tough. But the real thing we, we, we didn't touch on, I think, enough. Warren Sharp was here. I don't know if we got to this. NFL rest advantages and disadvantages. Let's throw up a graphic on this if we could, uh, Jeff. This is, according to, uh, this is according to Warren Sharp. Now, this is collectively, we're talking, collectively over the course of a season when Team A plays Team B, let's say Team A has extra rest, Team B has short rest. When you add up or subtract week by week by week your days of rest advantage versus your opponents collectively, aggregate score over the entire football season, who has the biggest rest advantage? Well, it's the Buffalo Bills, the team that is favored for the short shot to win the Super Bowl. They got all the favors on rest advantage as well. If you're scoring at home, a plus 12-day rest advantage for the Bills. Lions, Broncos, Cowboys, and Buccaneers come after them with the best rest advantages. Again, collectively for the season. Biggest rest disadvantages. Packers have the worst. They are 12 games to the negative in rest disadvantage. Patriots, Texans, like they needed anything else to go against them. Jets and Saints come after them in terms of the net rest disadvantage. But think about it from the Bills to the Packers. 
Bills 12 to the positive, Packers 12 to the negative, the Buffalo Bills literally almost have a month better advantage. Almost a month. A week shy of a month better net rest advantage over the, over the Packers. That's pretty incredible over the course of a season. Think about that. Were you leaning in to say something, Jeffrey? What were you about to say? Yeah, no, it's it's fascinating that the, the teams with the rest advantage, it doesn't come much, much of a shock because of the back end of this, three of them play on Thanksgiving. Three of them play on Buffalo, Thanksgiving. Buffalo, Detroit, and Dallas. Yeah, so people who think that's a disadvantage, right, because of the short week, actually works out beautifully, especially heading into a stretch run of the season as well. Throw that into the mix. Coming back with Paul Carr and his Premier League picks next. Numbers Game Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to download the Bad's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account. And start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander, and this is Paul Carr from Topeka, Kansas, everybody. You can follow him on Twitter, at Paul Carr from the Expected Value Podcast, and, of course, uh, his work at True Media Networks. Good morning to you, sir. I know you got uh, you got places to go, so we got you by phone. How you doing? I'm doing well, yeah. We're coming to you live from Kansas City International Airport. About ready to jump on a plane. All right. Well, first of all, sports betting, legal, just around the corner in Kansas. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, they announced yesterday they're planning to go live on September 1st, kind of a test run for about a week, but live, and then full bore on the 8th before football. So, hey, if, you're, if you've been on social media and you live in Kansas the last week or two, like all those free bets, sign-up bonuses, all those things are starting to show up on Twitter and such. So, yeah, it's a good time to be here. Take that, Missouri. Yeah, that's, that's what right. I, that's what I get out of it. <laughs> that's my takeaway. Yep. Uh, okay, yeah. I, this is for me because I, I, I'm, I'm curious was watching and and have been talking about this untold uh, doc on Netflix about Manti Teo, the old Manti Teo catfishing story from a decade ago. You were at ESPN at the time. Yeah. And I'm curious, was there any internal sort of embarrassment about this after the fact? Deadspin basically 
you know, made it clear that no one vetted this, right? Nobody, none of the big right. majors, they even go ahead on this documentary and point and, and specifically uh, name ESPN. Was there internal embarrassment about the fact that ESPN just ran with the story and didn't vet out any of the any of yeah. what was factual or not? Yeah, first, my, my number one memory was I was at, I believe, the MLS draft on site, and we were in a production meeting when this broke, and like somebody, you know, somebody sees it on Twitter or email or whatever, and that pretty much derailed the production meeting for an hour because that's all anybody was interested in. But to your question, uh, the news editors is the group at ESPN that's kind of in charge of you know setting stories, clearing this story for use on air, things like that. I don't remember. I don't know if embarrassment is might be overstating a little, but there was definitely a kind of redoubling of efforts. All right, what was our process here? What did we miss? You know, kind of when anything goes wrong, you know, you examine your whole process. So it was definitely that factor. Uh, I think, you know, it was only, what, less than 10 years ago, but like an Internet, social media time, that's like a century. It was just such a different time. You know, mm-hmm. who would have thought to, like, make sure a girlfriend is real 10 years ago? You know, now it's probably pretty straightforward. But, you know, at that time, you know, why would we question this? Especially, you know, it's hard to push on a sad story and all those things. So, so yeah, I remember just the kind of process being redoubled, probably tweaked a bit. Uh, you know, just a reminder to be more thorough, and, and I think that just continues as things get weirder over the last decade. Yeah, I mean, I know catfishing was new, but you wouldn't have checked on just, hey, well, just let's make sure, let's do a little quick Google yeah. search on this girl. You wouldn't have done that even then? It, it, it seems like it should have happened for sure. You know, I don't yeah. know the in-the-wheat story of how it came about. Uh, but, yeah, it, it seems like it could have been at least a one check. But then again, you know, one quick Google, maybe there was a, you know, whatever, Facebook account, Instagram account, I don't know, that might have passed the initial bluster. I think we're also young and naive in yeah. kind of social media, new digital world that it got by, unfortunately. Such a fascinating story uh, on so many levels, yeah. and, I, and I recommend the doc once again. Um, okay, and before we get to your picks, can we share with people why you were at the airport, where you are headed, yeah. for what purpose? Sure. Yeah, I'm headed down to Jacksonville. Uh, we're going to meet with the uh, Lead True Media, going to meet with the Jaguars this weekend, going to go to a preseason game. Uh, Jaguars-Steelers on Saturday, or, yeah, Saturday. So we're going to have uh, some meetings, have a little fun, walk down in Jacksonville. So the Jaguars care about analytics is what you're telling me. Yeah, I mean, every NFL team has people now. The question is always, is what the analytics people are doing getting through, what impact is that having? Is it getting through to coaches? Is it getting through to the front office? And that's, that's yeah. the big X factor. You know, I think there's still a couple teams that kind of have the analytics guy in a closet and don't necessarily pay attention to them. But there's so many, you know, the Ravens, the Eagles, among the most prominent, that they're just fully integrated into their game day process, whether it's decision-making, uh, whatever it might be. And that'll just continue to grow over the next five, ten years. Yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure there are coaches. You're right. You, you cited the ones that are uh, sort of evolved on the subject, but there are, I'm sure there are coaches who want to give you a noogie in the corner too, right? Like they just, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, yep. we'll see. It's always interesting to see yep. how far up the food chain it goes. All right, Premier yeah. League picks. Uh, I would be remiss. I buried the headline here. Paul Carr, after uh, after losing the first game of the season, has rattled off five in a row in his Premier League picks, right. including a three and zero last week. You have three more today. What you got? I do. So we're starting tomorrow. Uh, Leicester City, Southampton. This is the old take the better team approach. But uh, you know, Leicester City has been okay the first couple games. Not quite clicking. They've also they were playing at Arsenal last week. Uh, Southampton, though, I just don't. You know, I thought they might get relegated before the season and took them at 3-1. to one. They've kind of looked like that so far. They did rally back to get a draw against Leeds last week, but they're, they've been dreadful on the road, uh, dating back all the way to March. I think it's one win or two win in seven games. Uh, Leicester's got enough. You know, they 
will have a little more of the ball this game, should have a little more control than they have earlier on. So at minus 115, I like a you know pretty straightforward, give me the better team at home approach here and take Leicester City for the win. Leicester City, minus 115 over Southampton. Again, only two games here into the Premier League season. So uh, they, they're at the, they're towards the bottom of the standings, but uh, that could be very fleeting. Number two is a yep. total. What do you got? Number two, I'm taking the over two and a half goals in Chelsea Leeds on Sunday. Uh, minus 130 is my price. This is a lot about Chelsea being without their MVP. N'Golo Conte is their midfield. I don't wrecking ball probably not, but he's just everywhere. He covers so much ground. It's almost like there's two of them, one of his managers said, out there. He's not playing. He's out with a hamstring injury. I think that'll open this game up because Chelsea likes to have possession. They rely on Conte to put out a lot of fires. And Leeds is going to press and create a lot of fires that he won't be there to put out. So uh, both Leeds games have had three-plus goals this year. Uh, Chelsea last week had was 2-2 against Tottenham. So I think this game will open up, as we saw last week, when Conte was not on the field. I like over two-and-a-half at minus 130. Okay, and number three, I guess we could consider this the game, at least on paper, the game of the week, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. This is always yeah. one of the games of the season yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah, this is, this is actually Monday afternoon, so we've got time to get here. But it's Manchester United and Liverpool. This is at Old Trafford, Manchester United's at home. Manchester United, uh, no points, dead last through two games. Liverpool only has two points, so this is a really weird situation for two teams that are usually toward the top of the table. I like Liverpool... I mean, pretty much every which way here. Like, last week, Liverpool got a draw against Palace, but they outshot them 24-7, to and we're even down a man for half an hour. So I think Liverpool's fine. I'm not sure Manchester United is. I mean, they got smoked by Brentford. They lost to Brighton. Uh, I think Liverpool, they're going to do everything that Brentford did as far as pressing. They're just going to do it better. And that's trouble for Man United. Uh, Liverpool beat them 9-0 over two games last year. I think it was 4-0 and 5-0. I think something like that's going to happen again. So... I played Liverpool. I laid the goal and a half, which might be an alternate line by now, uh, at plus 150. If you'd rather, you know, just take them straight to winner on minus 170, obviously I'm okay with that. Uh, I don't mind the first half Liverpool win around even money, uh, but I played them. I laid the goal and a half, plus 150. I think Liverpool's just going to roll Man United like they have the last few meetings. Okay, Leicester over Southampton. That's tomorrow, minus 115 on Leicester. Leeds Chelsea over two and a half, minus 130. And then on Monday... Liverpool, the official pick is Liverpool minus a goal and a half over Man U at plus 150. Paul's not going to uh, not going to shame you if you do other things with Liverpool, full game money line, first half, that kind of thing. But the official pick is Liverpool, given the goal and a half over Man U plus 150. That is not until Monday. One last thing, Paul, before you uh, go and get your flight here. <clears throat> we added to your uh, board here, we talked about the fact that you're at True Media Sports, that you are the host yeah. of the Expected Value Podcast, which, by the way, how often does, do you do the podcast? We try to do one every two weeks. You know, sometimes we get derailed by different things. We're, uh, we're actually thinking we're going to try one in Spanish next week, which will be interesting for those who speak Spanish. But we try about two a month. Are you speaking Spanish in it? I am not. We have oh, okay. our producer. I, uh, my Spanish, it would take me like a week to get through it. Cause <laughs> I just relying on what I have left over from high school. But the, but the one thing we, uh, I was getting very excited. I was like, this is must listen. Paul Carr speaking Spanish on this. Uh, we added soccer research for CBS and Fox. Have you been, how long have you been doing this? Well, on and off for a couple of years. You know, we just, we're doing World Cup notes now for Fox. Uh, come World Cup time in November, so we'll do game notes for every game. Uh, just kind of, you know, a continuation of what I did at ESPN. Uh, we do regular notes for Fox for MLS and U.S. games, uh, some CBS stuff, whether it's Champions League, Nations League, 
things like that. So it's nice to kind of keep my foot in that research game that I did for so long at ESPN. Paul, we appreciate it. Safe travels, man. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Paul Carr headed to Jacksonville. Talk to the Jaguars. Maybe they'll make him team president. You never know. Or not. What do you think about the Manti Teo answer? I, I get it that 10 years ago, by the way, terrible form talking about the guest now after, after he leaves. But 10 years ago, I get it. Catfishing, not a thing. So it was completely surprising to all of us. But as a news organization, don't you do a little deep dive on that to make sure everything's okay? He might be right. Maybe they Googled it once and they're like, ah, looks good to me. I think it all depends on who is the one doing the Googling. Well, that's the thing. And Timothy Burke, Bubba Prague on Twitter, for those who are familiar with him, he's at Deadspin. He was known as this guy who could find out anything. Maybe a second Google search would have found it. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm being too harsh. It's a fascinating story. That's for sure. We'll come back. Some NFL props on the other side. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN College Football Guide is out now, and our NFL Guide drops next week. Our experts provide profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VSIN all access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price. With an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long, go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander, we were talking about uh, Deshaun Watson and the 11-game suspension with the uh, $5 million fine. You were on primetime action last night, Jeff. You were telling me off air. You, Matt, and uh, Kelly were, were coming up with the thought exercise of how many quarterbacks, it's a very sports talk radio, how many quarterbacks in the NFL in your opinion, starting quarterbacks currently better than Jacoby Brissett. And you came up with what? Well, the hard part of this debate is because you have to extrapolate out the second-year guys. That's the the trickiest part of this, of the whole thing. But I had that he was better than Daniel Jones, whoever starts in Seattle, doesn't matter if it's Geno Smith or Drew Locke, and Carson Wentz. Those are the only guys that I was oh, certain uh, were, are, are worse than Brissett. Certain. Certain of those three. Poking my pupil out with a sharpened <laughs> pencil. Hey, I, I got half the NFC East uh, when it's all said and done. But then there's other guys who they brought up that obviously all the second-year guys, you can debate it. The Mills, Wilson, Fields, Lawrence. You can debate all those guys. You can debate uh, – Jared Goff. There, there are other think, guys that can I, be debated. Here I too. think we're probably being a little harsh on Jacoby Brissett, but but the point remains: at least half the league is better, right? I think. It, I, th- I think the, the after going through it yesterday, yeah, there were clearly twenty that that I would t- that that were that were better. <laughs> okay, we'll go twenty. We'll go to twenty, uh, which leaves the Browns in a bit of a pickle, right? The point of all this is. What do they do? In the 90 seconds we had to discuss it yesterday, those were my final words. Do the Browns go after Jimmy Garoppolo or do they not? Because now it's this no-man's land of 11 games. If it were a full season, sure. If it were six, no. Now that it's 11, what do you do? 
it's a weird one because you're at you like you said like six no chance you, you roll in percent the first six Plus weeks you have especially the four easy games first month yeah they, it's very possible that Cleveland's four and zero through the first month and maybe five and one through the first six weeks the Chargers will be the only game that it would be a surprise if they if they win I don't think you do it I think you just roll it percent and you just hope you get to game twelve at either five with at least five and six. And just hope Watson plays well out of the gate and that 10 is enough to make the playoffs. We always talk about this with the, with the Browns, thing, whether it was Deshaun or not. If you don't navigate those first four games, if you're not at least 3-1, and one, we've said this many times this summer, if you're not at least 3-1, and one, your season might be toast. It really might be. But, I don't know. Again, empty feeling on all this. First, first four games, of course, at Carolina, the Jets, Pittsburgh on a Thursday night, and at Atlanta. You couldn't script a, an easier schedule on paper. Couldn't script one. That was Warren Sharp's first reaction to the schedule. Was, huh, look at that. Isn't that interesting? All right, let's do some more props. We've been doing these for weeks now. What do you got next? Oh, we're still on divisional win totals, Gil. We, haven't, okay. we only got one division in the NFC earlier in the week, and that was, of course, the NFC East. So we get to go to the NFC North now. Under Gil. Packers. There's my play. Under Packers, you didn't even, you right didn't off even, the top. Didn't even have to think. Uh, Packers are four under plus 120 at DK. I, that, to me, feels like a push or, or win for me if I go under. Because, again, it's the Vikings who you could get a loss week one you on need this. need week one. Right? You get week one, you're in great shape. You're in great shape. If you don't get week one, not so good. But, but I feel, let's put it this way. I'm way better with the, if they lose that game to the Vikings... I feel way more advanced towards cashing that bet than I would the opposite if they won that, if that makes sense. So Vikings, the improved Lions, are we giving them that? The improved Lions? The Lions are definitely improved. I don't know how many extra wins that truly means, but... And then there's the Bears. Well, you know, Chicago last night, and again, we can't read into preseason action at all. Don't you do that. But one thing we can read into, and we already knew this going in, that offensive line could very easily get Justin Fields killed. And <laughs> this is good. at least this new staff realizes you can actually do Gil, this, this thing called a rollout with your quarterback that you can move him out I've of the pocket. Of I'm familiar. Uh, that, that, that Nagy did not know existed. It's Mitch Trubisky's best play. Yeah. Well, it, it didn't do it with Fields at all. Last all right. So year. Here, here's my question. Go to these numbers. Yeah. We can flash these numbers up. Yeah, my question to you is this. What's a better bet? You you are forced to make one wager here. Let's just throw the br- – well, I don't know if we should throw the Bears out. I was going to give you a three uh, – multiple choice three. Under Packers, the under on four being plus 120. Vikings oh, – I don't even know what to do with the Vikings. But, or the Lions over plus 115 uh, on two and a half. What's a better bet? Ooh, that's a good question because – the Lions getting three and three in a division seems right. Where they they could very easily win the three home game. Those are two plus money bets that again we always ask ourselves. These are courtesy of DraftKings. Would we bet them if we were in a DraftKings jurisdiction? Would we really bet them? Would we really put these in account? You know, in our account for a full season. That's four months of staring at these. And you know, some people more liquid than others. Some people it doesn't. It's no bother whatsoever. But for others, there's an opportunity cost, a really severe opportunity cost for every one of these that you add to your account. So would I bet it? I don't know, but it's tempting at plus money. Plus money in both cases. 
But I guess what I'm saying is I prefer the over on the Lions and the under on the Packers, and those are the plus money choices. I think I'd rather just have Minnesota outright week one over Green Bay under four here. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, that, that would, listen if we're comparing these two other bets yeah. to make, yeah, that's a whole discussion. Yeah, I, I would because if Green Bay wins in Minneapolis week one, it's going to be hard-pressed to do better than a push in that four because the two Bears games – but the two I, Detroit games. But this is where your conviction comes into play. Right. My conviction is, uh, I get it. Aaron Rodgers is great. We, we again, again, you can read into his getting upset with his young receivers as much as you want. If that's just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, it. or if it's true that that he's right to be upset about their progress or lack thereof at this point. But I'm just not willing to say the Packers are going to be a great team without Devontae Adams. Again. Any person who has researched this will tell you a elite wide receiver has less of an impact on the team he goes to than he does on the team he leaves to the negative. That's a that's a pretty tried and true thing. Generally. So I don't know. It's pretty interesting. It, it's a, of all the divisions we went through, that's a pretty interesting one in terms of choices here. Except for 07 Randy Moss. Except for, except for <laughs> 07 Randy Moss, who seemed to have a pretty good effect on the New England Patriots. How that team didn't go undefeated. By the way, where does that rank in your great, like, teams you don't root for in terms of your Super Bowl memories? The Giants preventing the undefeated season? Oh, well, you know, that's a... Massive. For, for, for my fandom, that was a pretty nightmarish matchup on the surface because you have the other New York team and the, and the, the team you hate the most in New England. I was watching that Super Bowl with a whole bunch of New England fans that happened to live in my town. We were ecstatic the Giants won that Oh, game. no, it was, it, it was underrated in terms of, like I always say, because a lot of people feel this way about Dallas, the Mavericks beating LeBron in his first year in Miami, the LeBron hate. People love Dallas winning that. Obviously, the Red Sox, if you're talking about, like, your team is not involved, but but championships in our different North American sports that, have, that you remember being the most impactful, the Red Sox winning their first World Series, another one. But that Giants, the Giants are a division rival of Washington, right? We were going crazy when the Giants won that game. We were so happy that that Patriots team didn't have an undefeated season. That's still the best team that I, I, I know you'll disagree with me on it. The, the 07 Patriots are still the best team I've ever seen, even though they didn't win. That's right. Well, you didn't see the 1991 Washington I, football I see. I, I, so there you go. The minus <laughs> one million cashes on there it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm glad you added that I didn't see. All right, NFC South real quick here. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later as well. Yeah. But uh, these, these numbers here, Tampa at four and a half, minus 130 on the under. Uh, Saints three and a half minus one eighty on the under three and a half. Carolina two and a half under minus one forty, and then Atlanta uh, a flat two. Actually, the over is technically favored there, minus one ten on the under minus one twenty on the over. Gil, all I will say with this because I know we will talk about this a little bit later in the show. The Tom Brady absence that we have brought up on the show. We're now getting to the point here where That's why I brought it up. Where, where Todd Bowles yesterday is saying we don't know what day he's coming back. Yes, you need to be if you have any Tampa futures, if you have Tampa overs right now, you should be very alarmed with this, any of those bets. You this have made. is why I brought it up Tuesday with Drew. I said, you know, last week we we're saying is the most underrated story Matt Stafford's elbow. Okay, whatever you feel about that. But now it immediately translates into it really transitions into this Tom Brady story is it, it's 
It is lurking as the largest story in the league, period. And we don't know how big it could be, because it could bleed a bit or a lot into a season. Four and a half is their number. The under juiced at minus 130 in terms of division wins. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Coming up, Josh Towers next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game, and if only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $20. That's right. Simply place a single or parlay no-run first inning bet. No runs in the first, no problem. You win. If only one run is scored, get your wager back in free bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long. With BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. Opt-in required. All promotions subject, qualification, and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. It's Gil Alexander. Ladies and gentlemen, former Major League Baseball player, we are happy to have him at VEASAN. You can find him on Twitter at NoDon'tJosh. It's Josh Towers, everybody. How you doing, Josh? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing very well. Can you uh, just give me your synopsis on the uh, 90-day fiancé reunion? What do you think? (laughs) I didn't even watch it. Oh, sure you didn't. Can't fool me, Josh. All right, Josh. Sure, between you and me publicly, you didn't watch it, but I know the truth. Hey, yeah. This has been my least favorite season ever. The least. Okay, see, this. I'm getting at it now. None of those couples should be together, right? None of them. No, it's brutal. It's brutal. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Your 90 Day Fiance review, right here on the Numbers Game. <laughs> I knew. I knew you couldn't hang long, and you're like, ah, oh, it's a terrible season. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me ask you this. So yeah. you're familiar with Cy Young races and MVP races and all the Rookie of the Years and whatever. Uh, let me just ask you a blanket question. Is there someone weird? I always bring up my Brandon Crawford San Francisco thing, so I'll do it again, and forgive me for, for doing it again. But last year, it was Harper, it was Soto, and I went to San Francisco, and a buddy of mine who, again, no better at all, but he was like, hey, Gail, Brandon Crawford's NL MVP, right? And sure enough, Brandon Crawford in the betting market was 100-1, to 1, but he ended up finishing third. And so my question to you is, we might be too close to the sun on one of these. Is there a market, and I'm not sure which it is, but is there a market where somebody that we as bettors are giving no chance to that actually in the public sphere might actually have a chance at one of these? Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. 
Back to 90 Day Fiance. Yes. I don't know who it would be. I don't, I don't, I mean. So you think the, you think the chalk is correct in all of these right now? Yeah. We're talking about MVP. I I mean, I do. I I just, it's, it's tough. Obviously in the American league, it's Aaron judge and it's Shohei Otani. And, you know, again, I, I wish Jordan Alvarez didn't miss some time because he'd be in that race, but I think it's, it's tough to go anywhere, but those two and then the national league, um, you know, it's hard for Brandon Crawford. I get that team had a great year, but like he, they don't get no publicity. And I think that has a lot to do with this stuff as well. You know, they don't um, get publicity. Isn't that what makes this all so ridiculous, right? Like it's just, that's like, why the Yankees yeah. are always the forefront of betting and in our minds because they're on TV and every station, everybody covers them. Dude, I told you, I went to uh relative Honduras and the guy knows nothing about baseball and didn't speak English, but he knew who the Yankees were. Like yeah. that's how bad it is. Right. So there's always a biasness towards that stuff. Okay, um, about the Yankees, because I've asked this question of several this week. Uh, I'll ask it of you. They are nine and eight. Okay, so exactly. Let's go with awful. I was going to give you their record since the All-Star break, which is uh, nine and 18, I believe. Um, But, and one of them, you know, the last win was on a Josh Donaldson miracle uh, walk-off slam. Should they be worried? I mean, I know the lead is nine games, right? But we have a quarter of the season plus left. We know how this goes. Like, nine can get to six, can get to three. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, boy, they might blow this. Could they blow this? Could they? I mean, listen, it might, uh, by the end of this Toronto series, it might be reduced. Uh, I don't know. Nine is a, is a lot of games to blow with this much time left. Now, this is definitely one of the worst teams in baseball. And, again, I always say this. My buddy Mike always says winning hides mistakes. And we we had a tendency to look past what the Yankees were doing and assume they were just good. And now that Booney does what the Yankees always do and they destroy the bullpen, where's their backbone? Where's their foundation, right? The starting pitching isn't doing what it did as well, which carried on, but the bullpen was amazing. They have no bullpen, no identity, and the offense was always terrible. It just got overlooked because the pitching was so good and they have massive names on their roster, so we just assume they're good. But the reality is... Aaron Judge is the only one that's been doing anything all year for this team. So I think they're finally getting exposed, but they, like the Mets, created such a massive lead that they're able to coast for a little bit until they clean this up. They do have enough veteran presence to clean this up, um, but Booney and the Yankees are going to have to do something about this bullpen because if he continues to use them the way they're, they're, that he is and, and destroy these kids, then they're going to be in massive trouble. They, won't, they will not win a postseason series. They will not win a postseason series. Uh, did we no. talk? Did we talk you and I about Jordan Montgomery? Like, was that as baffling to you as it was to us? Well, again, I, from what I heard, and I could be wrong, help me out here. Uh, they had another deal in place, and I think it was for Lopez with the Marlins to come to New York. And so, because they had a deal in place with a pitcher coming back to New York, they were willing to get rid of him for an outfielder. But if they never had that deal in place, they w- they didn't want to get rid of Montgomery. And then that deal falls through after they trade Jordan, and now their backs against the wall. So I think something fell out that was in place. Blue Jays twenty-two to one or thereabouts to win the AL East. Rays fifty to one. You wouldn't take a flyer on the Rays, no. I God, I just think they're such a terrible team. <laughs> they're nine games above five hundred, but nothing that team does excites me. The bullpen's not as good. The offense is terrible. They're so streaky. Uh, I would love to say Toronto, but Toronto has proved to me that they're not very good either. Yeah, um, that I pitching would. staff is, is is so bad and so inconsistent. And to me, like, I just don't understand how. 
like I feel like Toronto could easily be the best team in baseball outside of Houston, but I just there's too many inconsistencies, and 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 again the Yankees are, are as inconsistent as them, but no one's no one's really making that charge. I mean Toronto's four and six in their last ten, like that's that's not going to get it done. Yeah, I wouldn't bet the Blue Jays. I really wouldn't. But the yeah, but the Rays always intrigue me. So let me ask you the same question yeah, about. I hear you. Let me let me ask you get same question about postseason as I did about sort of awards. Um. Who who's the team in your opinion that can sneak into the postseason that can make huge noise come postseason, or, or, or take that any way you want it, or, or you know, or is, is a team like the Giants who are four and a half out? I have no idea how this team is still in, you know, even in slight contention. Can they make oh, the postseason? Like, what's the bet we're not thinking of right now? Is it the White Sox? Who is it? I think the White Sox proved how bad they are in that Kansas City series the other day. Yeah, I, I think that they showed their their true colors, and and that was when I finally was like, "How is Tony Ruth not fired?" When when he let Moncada just quit on his team from both sides of the plate in, in for nine innings straight, I was just in shock. So I don't think the White Sox are in. I, I was on them all year, but it's it's pretty bad for them. Um, I, it, it takes I agree with you about the White Sox. By the way, they are who they are. We were talking about this the other day. Like enough of this White Sox hype. It's over. Yeah, I I had to get off that train too. Um, I'm I'm kind of surprised that Philadelphia has put themselves in a the position they're in. Even though I liked them for most of the year, I'm kind of shocked that, that that manager change really did that. Um, I don't know, man. Like it's it's tough. Like that's there's a lot of teams in the American League that's gonna come down to the last two series of the year. But the reality is, for me, like I I, I think it I think this series that we have today, I, I think we might be looking at the the, the World Series right now. Okay, I don't have a, I don't have a see this posted anywhere. Someone could correct me. But if we did a stage of elimination, because we see this in other sports, but if we did a stage of elimination on the Mets, and your options are the wild card round, right, the best of three. Let's say they lost the division and they and they ended up there. Um, division series, championship series, World Series, or they win it all. Without numbers to sort of give us, I would imagine like championship series or losing the World Series. I would imagine losing the championship series is probably the favorite, the short shot right for them because the Dodgers still exist. So I, I would imagine that's still the short shot. Losing the World Series would be the second in that, perhaps. I'm just guessing. But where, what would you bet on the Mets? I'm telling you right now, uh, it, it, with that division, with the, with the National League, you better have home field advantage. Uh, I think that's going to be a separation. The Mets will not lose any three-game set. Uh, with with the pitching staff that they have, that offense is going to go dead, in my opinion, in the postseason. But that pitching staff with, with Scherzer and DeGrom is going to be able to carry them through. Uh, with that said, if they don't have home field advantage, we're going to see, like, what, like Jacob DeGrom was off last night, and he gave up two, right? Mm-hmm. And they ended up losing that game three to two. It was, it was just a big-time playoff atmosphere. I, I love Max Scherzer. They finally scored for him the other day, and then we were on both sides of that game. But sometimes they go blank for him as well, but he can be that dominant. I just think that it, we're going to see a lot of what we saw last night, and so you better have home field advantage. And that's my point. That's why I think that uh, I think Houston and, and the Brave series. I think that's what we're staring at in the World Series. Jeff, stage of elimination on your Mets. Oh, I mean the CS is the favorite the because they play the Dodgers. Yep. The they'll be an underdog against the yeah. Dodgers for sure. That that bum Degrom, what a performance! God, get him out of there hey. from yesterday. Well, hey, but you see what he was doing, man. He, he pitched in for the first time ever. He never does that, and he was just setting the tone for when he sees them later. I don't think people really saw what he was doing. All right. 
Josh, 10 seconds, because I know you don't pour this over that that clearly, but what was your instinct on your favorite bet of the day? Real quick, 10 seconds. I don't have one yet because nothing's standing out to me, but I'm going to find one. Okay. All right. Josh Tatters. Nothing looked great yet. We appreciate the honesty. Thank you, Josh. Always great talking to you. 90-day fiancé expert, Josh Towers, everybody. Don't you forget it. Jason Weingarten on the other side. From under a cloud of smoke, numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.